New Year's Death is an actual play podcast of Vampire the Masquerade by True Dice. It contains adult content including, but not limited to, graphic violence, drug use, and body horror. We have clear role-playing boundaries and safety tools in place at our table. Listener discretion is advised. In the last episode of New Year's Death, the Wicker Park Coterie regrouped after fighting a hunter inside the sewers, where they made a tense alliance with Nathaniel Bordruff. Joey led a frenzying Quinn through the streets of the south side of Chicago to his trap house in order to let them feed. And Amelie prevented Quinn from devouring an innocent. The machinations of the kindred can last centuries, culminating on some seemingly random night in explosive violence. The Jihad of the Elders and the Ancients moves their ignorant pawns in pursuit of their esoteric aims. Knowledge is power in the Jihad, but those who gaze into the abyss risk being seen by the eldritch terrors that dwell there. With that in mind, let's sink our fangs into episode 10, Something Wicked. Quinn. The thick aroma of blood and fear, the dim light of cold kerosene lamps creeps across peeling wallpaper and a wooden floor littered with broken glass and countless biohazards. You see Amelie, licking a wound on her wrist closed, erasing two fang punctures as if they were never there. You then see two disheveled mortals, very scared and very high, hunched over a woman with gruesome chunks of flesh missing from her neck. You don't remember what happened after you lost yourself to the beast in the sewers, but you know with certainty by the sweet taste of gore down your throat that this scene of monstrous violence is your doing. After an incident of explosive violence inside a rundown trap house on the south side of Chicago. Three kindred gather their wits, now face the consequences. A woman on the ground, uh, bleeding has stopped due to Amelie's vitae. Uh, there are two uh, very panicked uh, individuals in an altered state of consciousness as LJ re-enters the room. I come out of the closet. <laughs> Stop, I'm listening to the whole time. <sighs> I'm... I'm gonna kneel down beside the, the one I gave the Vitae to. I'm gonna try to cloud the memory of one of the people who wasn't and I'm also going to go and cloud the memory of the other person they are well exposed to the horrors of the world of darkness they are not expecting uh, the brute force power of dominate you erase their memory 
of the past several minutes. It's okay. It's okay. Forget. And they do, as you utter the words, forget. It'll all vanish. Just let this pass from your mind and forget. They blink. Look around confused. It's okay. Did you... Did you get me the stuff? Yeah, yeah. Keeping it in the kitchen. Good, good. Oh my god. What happened to Linda? <sighs> More police brutality on the streets. Make a manipulation subterfuge. <laughs> manipulation. Gaslight this man. Manipulation <laughs> subterfuge. Okay, so that's... Not really gaslight. Deceive this man. Manipulation plus... Subterfuge, what is very powerful. Oh, oh no, he's got a penalty. Let me roll it. Two onks. God damn pigs. <laughs> Am I right? Here, you know what? You and I will go over to the kitchen and talk, Quinn. Marge, Marge, you got that? You got that first aid kit? Don't, don't worry. I will, they'll deal with it. Sort of shakes the other woman beside him um and they're they're right now unless you're gonna like pull them out they are gonna be focusing on I, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna start pulling him to the kitchen like grabbing him like come on yeah i need you to come with me Marge, this will be handled take care of her take care of her marge uh, and he's like here the, the stuff's struggles to get to his feet right here and he puts it it is a uh smorgasbord of allergy cold Another associated medicine that has the chemicals you require to cook. I'm going to back up to the door. Back up to the door, you are drenched in her blood. And the ghoul hasn't been, um, clouded? Um, currently they are unconscious. Okay. Buddy, come here close. Come yeah. here, I need to say something to you. Yeah. What do you remember about with your friend? Did you, did you see the police do anything on the streets? No, no. I'm sorry, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him a big hug. Bite into his neck. Absolutely. I'm gonna start draining. <laughs> uh, how much would you like to drink? Right how much am I allowed to drink without killing him? Uh, you can drink two points safely. I'll take three. <laughs> All right. Uh, you see. Shh, 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 shh. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> One stain on your humanity is to take more than you require. But before we do that, what are your what are your convictions? Do any of those convictions protect you? It does stain? actually for with the the overall cause of this, the overall reasoning behind this, because I am gonna I'm turning him into a ghoul. What is the conviction? Um, it is do whatever it takes to succeed, to rise in society. That was for my father, and the purpose you, behind you this is I'm turning this man into a ghoul. I need someone to run my drug operation okay, because so I've got too much going on. That would normally be two stains or <laughs> uh, additionally depriving uh, this man of his free will mm -hmm. through the blood bond. Uh, I'll reduce that to one stain. Thank you. Conviction. And just as simply as that, it's just like <laughs> cut into my hand with or stab into it or whatever I can do. And I have to take three and are you going to do blood bond or fully ghoul? I'm going to fully ghoul. Right, make a rouse check. I grow hungrier. He grows limp in your arms, um, and then you bite into your wrist, plunge it into his mouth, and uh, he instinctually begins to gulp. 
It's okay. Drink. Drink. I'm going to pull my hand away once I think he's had enough. He licks his lips afterwards. Shh. What is... Are you okay? The other woman who, who, who's still conscious in the room asks you when. Got short red hair. Yeah. I'm going to head out. Yeah. Amelie? Uh, Elinda, I believe mm-hmm. her name is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try and rock her shoulders a little bit to see if I can get her to wake up. Absolutely. Make a medicine plus intelligence check. Uh, two onks. You know, normally, bad idea to do this to someone in critical condition. <laughs> uh, you figure, well, he's a ghoul, marginal chance of success. You rock her shoulders. Uh, and she ugh, stirs to sort of, not really consciousness, but some sort of like dazed stupor. Is, is there any sort of paper, pen nearby? Uh, not really nearby, but I'd say you could probably have some on you. Okay, I'm gonna start... You've got, I'm sure you got a receipt and, like, a pen on you. Okay, awesome. I'm gonna start writing this down as I tell her. Mm -hmm. Listen, Linda. You were critically injured, but my family has a special medicine that only we can afford that will help you. You cannot get this anywhere else... You can only get it through me, and I was kind enough to save your life. So, you are my aid now. Do you understand? She nods her head, uh, but you're able to tell with that medicine check that she's not really sound of mind right now. Here is my number. Call me when you feel you need the, the medicine. So and I'll just leave it by her. So she has your receipt. Fuck. That's great. What was that? The best shit you'll ever have. And I'm the only producer right now. You look like someone who could learn. Because I'm going to show you how to cook tonight. And you're going to cook for me. And work for me from now on. Because there ain't no shit as good as the shit I just gave you. Yeah, boss. Alright. What's your name again? Stand. I'm going to walk out like arm on shoulder, mm-hmm. bringing him in. All right, everyone, I have some business to attend to. I'll be over in the RV. Quinn, where are you going to go from here? Quinn is currently outside. Oh, that's true. No, I'm talking to you and the other drug addicts. <laughs> <laughs> still, still on the porch. Uh, yeah, I'm just chilling. But taking your breath. Quinn, you have a moment of solitude. I'm going to look up at the stars, if there are any. Just going to take a moment of silence, just to, like, sort of reflect on everything that just happened. And let myself feel the pain. And think about my next move. Um, Joey has to take care of some business, but perhaps you and I can get something to eat. Yeah. I was going to go to my sire. Knowing the company that Bijou keeps, perhaps I could hunt there as well. Yeah. Call an Uber. (laughs) I'm wearing blood. (laughs) Uh, Quinn, go ahead and put in Bijou's location. The yacht club. Are you serious? (laughs) 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> Put in the yacht club. Yeah, and I will, we'll walk we'll a little bit so we're not exactly at the trap house <laughs> through the yacht club. <laughs> Ignore the cold, Stan. Let's get to work. Shivers. Sure thing, boss. As you begin to teach him your craft. Meanwhile, very, uh, very nervous Uber driver is persuaded to, 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 to take the both of you to <laughs> the port of Chicago. Let's go. Uh, you walk up onto the ship. Uh, as you stand on the deck, uh, it is a short amount of time uh, before an individual dressed in a nondescript black jacket and work boots uh, interposes himself between you two and going further onto the ship. Mix Pierce, how may I be of service? Uh, I'm afraid that Mix Bijou is not aboard currently. Shoot. <laughs> Should have called. Um, They're attending Elysium. What is that? Elysium is the, how we say, neutral ground for those of your looking at Amle clocks her as kindred and says mm, those of you and your companions nature well thank you um we need a, a place to come um <laughs> <laughs> for help it's been a long night as you can probably see can make arrangements for the two of you to have shit quarters to rest, and I shall inform Mix Bijou of your arrival. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your hospitality. Oh, yes, this is, um, Miss Von Stein? <laughs> uh, you may call me Amelie Von Steen. Von Steen. Pleasure to meet you. My name is Kobayashi. I am Mix Bijou's head of security. He leads you deeper into the La Belle Epoque, and you're able to, to rest. I want to ask what is everyone's intentions for the next night? I know that at least for the rest of this night, I'm going to be cooking up mm-hmm. everything that I can. Absolutely. And um, I'm going to give Stan orders to get a little bit of rest. Mm-hmm. but sling as much crystal as he can get as much people to come back to this house or be in this area and I'm also gonna try to care for Amelie's ghoul if I if I have any time I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get any rest tonight uh, but I am gonna rouse also at this point keep in mind your willpower is extremely low I'm gonna I'll take I'll take Amelie's ghoul mm-hmm. uh, I'll put her in the the little sleeper cabin mm-hmm. and I'll shut the door and I'll sleep in my usual spot right. in the middle of the floor. What is everyone's intention for the night to come? I would like to feed on some sort of nightclub around here. You go to hunt at a, an upscale jazz club in the South Loop. It's got some nice tunes and some delicious looking mortals. You manage to Find someone receptive to your charms. 
And you see it. How many points would you like to slay? I'll just do two. I'll play it safe. As you finish feeding, uh, you are addressed by someone. You're new. And you turn around and see, hands down, the most gorgeous woman that you've ever met. How could you tell? Well, I make a habit of meeting those of value. So are you one of them? But one of what? What are you talking about, lady? Your hands... What is it that they say? Caught in the cookie jar. I think that it's okay for us to be real with each other. She's got a very sort of standoffish demeanor to her. That's in a way very... Then perhaps we get a drink together. I'm still quite thirsty. Make a charisma persuasion roll. <laughs> oh my god, Dad. Um, four unks. Hmm. As it happens, I'm rather thirsty myself. Amelie, you forget meeting this person. And your hunger increases by two. Oh. Dirty whore! Oh my god. You don't know? What was I just doing? What the f- I could have sworn I drank. Can I attempt to drink again? You see an unfamiliar, beautiful woman inside a different club. Oh my god. You seem to space out for a second. I'm- I'm fine. Are you- Eyes widen, arched, big slow wink. I think you let the hunger grow too strong. She whispers really close into your ear. Like I said, I'm fine. I just came here to eat, but I'll be leaving if this is where the loonies hang out. It's safe to hunt here. What do you mean, hunt? This is my club. Uh, There is music and incredibly loud but a throng of all sorts of members of society dancing together in how into the club scene was Amelie? Uh, she was into it a, a little bit, especially from the church scene. So I figured she would know a little bit of her way around clubs. Yeah, make a make an intelligence plus streetwise roll. We all hunger die. I have uh, two onks with fangs, a normal onk, and then a skull. Uh, What is your hunger currently? Four. 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 You realize this is the succubus club, the most exclusive nightclub in the city. Definitely in the Midwest. Potentially one of the hottest spots in the country. And you're also dangerously skirting hunger at five points. I'm at five now? Mm -hmm. Oh, honey. You look like you're in trouble. Here, come here. I I need to to feed. You'll you'll help me? And I'll walk over to her. Stir steps back 
easily sort of like, it's a very crowded nightclub, lots of people. Uh, there's like yuppies, goths, punks, all sorts of people dancing. No one who's not a snappy dresser is on this dance floor. But what is snappy varies wildly according to their subculture. And she leads you into a secluded corner. I'll give you what you need, honey. And she draws a sharp nail all the way along her arm. Oh. Holds it up to you. I don't even think about it. I just drink. Nothing you've ever tasted before compares to the kick that this Vitae possesses. As she allows you to drink and drink and drink all the way to one point of hunger. That's enough. And she pushes your head off and licks the length of her arm. How did you know who I am? My club is rather popular among our kind, so I have a knack for picking us out. My name's Portia. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. Um, nice to meet you. I'm Amelie. Are there others like us here? Yes. In fact, the prince is holding court tonight. Your heart skips a beat. Shall we? Holds out her hand. We shall. Sweeps you across the dance floor of the nightclub and leads you up the stairs into the top floor. I don't even have Quinn's number. <laughs> no! missions <laughs> does Quinn make tonight? After I'll say after they get ready for the morning, uh, do they, would they like to hear any heal any points of aggravated damage upon rising, or do they want to wait? So if I could, I'd like to eat before. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'll go out of my room and look around. As you sort of, you do make your way to the kitchen. It's like well stocked. It's pretty nice. It's definitely not industrial like Shetab uh, was, uh, but it's a nice kitchen. There is a uh, there's a chef within, uh, a woman with uh, wearing the chef's whites, poofy hat, and uh, a side cut. Hello. Hi. Um I'm I'm Quinn. I sorry, I <laughs> just so excited to be here. Quinn, uh Donna uh, holds out a hand. I shake the hand. Uh, warm living hand. Oh, um do you know where Bijou is? Yes, yes. Uh I've actually been informed to prepare hors d'oeuvres for you, uh, should should you want them before meeting with Bijou? I would love that, <laughs> yeah. She goes to the fridge, and throws a meat platter. Cold cuts. Are they, um... They are, uh... She does, like, this sort of, like, a, a nervous sort of, um moistening of her lips as she speaks. They are to your uh, specifications. Thank you. Uh -huh. I'll just uh, take this with me, I guess. <laughs> and you 
make your way into the familiar environment of an very well-appointed uh, yacht dining room. Uh, many tablecloths, bare of individuals, uh, except, of course, uh, the ever-ravishing bijou. Uh, tonight, uh, dressed in a absolutely stunning red gown uh, with sort of gold accents. Quinn, my darling. Bijou! <laughs> she rises, walks over to you, and just sort of kiss on each cheek. You look amazing. Uh, I see that you found your way to the kitchen. I did. But are, you look like you might be on your way out. Are you going somewhere? Oh, well, yes, but I can always make time for you, my darling. <laughs> Please have a seat. And they, they lead you to one of the tables, sit across from you. Uh, you seem like you have a lot on your mind. I do. I almost... Well, I guess I didn't almost die since I'm dead. <laughs> but I was close to almost dying. I mean, I got ran over by a motorcycle. This is one of the few times you see, you've seen Bijou frown. I'm sorry, that's simply awful. Didn't expect it to hurt as much as it did. Um, but Nathaniel helped. A little taken aback at that, and I say, "Well, I'm very proud of you for making your way through that crucible of a night." <laughs> we learned a lot, too. Uh, we're on another. Um, my coterie is on another um, quest, I guess, uh, to uh, to find the people that shot at Amelie. Who are anti Camarilla? I was wondering if you have any knowledge of who might be against them? Against us? Hmm. Well, if there's someone against the Ivory Tower, I would suspect the Anarchs. Right. I suppose it's a bit of a Cold War now, but there have been rather. Dreadfully violent conflicts with them in the past. Should we be worried? I try not to worry too much. Bad for my complexion. <laughs> but if the Anarchs are making preparations for some sort of offensive, it would behoove us to ready ourselves and perhaps take preemptive action. Preemptive action? Sometimes the oldest wears the best when there is rot, best to sever the limb, so it does not infect the rest of the body. I agree. Uh, I'm gonna start eating. You said that you came into contact with Nathaniel Bordra. Yeah. Um, mm. he woke me from oblivion. There is a shift. It's kind of like a momentary, sort of like blank look on their face that is immediately covered up. I see. Well, that explains uh, his visit to Elysium. He so rarely does. I have been informed that your coterie owes him a major boon. Uh. Yeah. 
It was either that or my coterie's <laughs> lives. Lives? It's not the right term. Mm, well, if those are the options, I dare say you and your coterie made the right choice. But Nathaniel Bordruff is an unsavory sort to get involved with. Although, perhaps with Anarchs apparently mounting an offensive, he may be useful given his particular set of skills and past relationship with the Anarchs. Oh. Oh. So he was an Anarch, but he's not anymore. Oh. Heavens no. Uh, Nathaniel Bordreff was Loden's hammer. Uh, Loden being the previous prince of Chicago. He did seem to take a particular joy in destroying the Anarchs that populated the domain. Joy enough to warrant unease from even those of us in the Ivory Tower. I have another instinct. Um, I want to meet the prince. Mizu nods. I think that instinct is very wise. I think it's time, high time, that you take your rightful place among the elite of kindred society. <laughs> My darling Quinn. Last night, mm. LJ stole a piece of the free will of a human being by blood bonding him and turning him into a ghoul. Before we move on to the next night, I would like to resolve the stain on LJ's humanity. Would you please make a conscience roll? Yes, I can do that. Unk. That is a success. As <sighs> LJ, his <laughs> willpower depe depleted mm -hmm. for the evening after spending time much like a machine cooking crystal meth and making a half as haphazard ghost of an attempt at teaching Stan how to cook mm. he feels shame regret God. and guilt for what he has done 
to his fellow, perhaps not even a fellow person, but a living person. It's not a gift. Oh God. And he keenly gets a sense that as he goes to sleep tonight, just before dawn cracks on the horizon, he was at the edge of a precipice from which there's no turning back. Dawn colors the Chicago skyline through a haze of cloud, overcast January sky. Stan heads out to begin selling the newly created and adultered product. LJ, or Joey, as he has taken to calling himself, in this second, second life, or unlife, does not dream in the day sleep. There's only the oblivion of death. I would like Joey to make an additional humanity roll. This time with pool of seven dice, his current humanity rating. <sighs> he has no willpower. No willpower. So there's none to add to this roll. Seven dice. I don't have enough mm-hmm. red dice. All black. All black. Holy shit. Ankh. Ankh. Ankh with stars. Ankh with stars. And then three blank. Do I count the Ankhs with stars as doubles? They do. So then that's a total of six. Six successes. Six successes. Excellent. That is a extraordinary amount of successes. Guess I got a little will in me after all. He's got a bit of humanity in him after all. <laughs> as much as he has skirted the edge these past nights. So close. He is still still connected to what it is to be human. And it's that connection to his humanity that allows LJ's eyes that allow Joey's eyes to open in the middle of the day with a feeling of deep sluggishness over his body, the sensation of almost the edge of sleep paralysis, but not quite. His his connection to his humanity is going to allow him to, to be mobile in this moment as sunlight streams through the open door to his haven. And he sees... From his position, lying in the middle of the floor of the RV, the back of a woman about to leave. I'm going to try. I can't. Is she, is she all completely in the light? She is standing in the open doorway. 
of the noon sky. Stop right there. The woman stops. She turns back around, sees you holding your hand out, gazing at her with your corpse eyes. A choked scream of someone whose uh, throat has been mangled. No, no, come back. Escapes her from her mouth. And Joey says, forget. Uh, This is going to be, as you can see, the clarity of a deep and profound fear within her eyes as she turns from you. And runs. I'm gonna try to grab her arm if I can. Is there is there any way? It's, I'm probably gonna get some sun, but you, in the moment, attempt your, to cloud your mind. Uh, you can feel that as if your nerves are dead, uh, as you are, despite being in a supernaturally animated state, you are clinically dead. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't stop all of the nerves in your body from feeling like they are being doused with acid as sunlight streams to the doorway. And you take one point of aggravated damage from exposure to the sun. And you know if you do not immediately shut that door, you will be continuing to take deadly... I'm gonna... She Is she all the way out of the door yet? She's outside and running... I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to lunge forward and slam the door shut. And if I can, she's she's out. Just so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna slam the door shut. Slam. You run, slam the door shut. And I'm gonna try to I'm gonna run, put my keys in the ignition, start the RV, try to start it. Absolutely, you run and you're able to uh, start the keys to the ignition. And something I'll keep in mind: the front windows to this RV are blacked out. This is not a drivable vehicle i know but you're able to start it Mm -hmm. i'd also like to remind you that your gas tank is on empty as you start it but it sputters and coughs to life i'm gonna and you can also feel you've been able to act you've been able to secure the door close it uh your face and the front of your your body is horrifically burned it is as if that you had been doused with a flamethrower uh, as that bit of sun was just streaming in i'm gonna i'm gonna sweating i'm like not sweating i guess i'm just naturally i feel like i'm sweating but i'm not it's nothing coming a out a little bit of blood <laughs> a little bit of blood oozes from the cracked blistered burned flesh of your mm. face your hands your fingers i'm fumbling hands over the steering wheel and i'm gonna i'm gonna reach up and i'm gonna grab a pair of sunglasses and put them on i'm gonna peel away a little bit of the the cardboard on the front of the windows and i'm gonna attempt you're gonna need to make a frenzy check frenzy check all right which is uh in this moment um this is going to be a terror frenzy check. Uh, so this is going to be difficulty of three in order to do this mm-hmm. and not frenzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're going to roll current willpower, which is zero, mm-hmm. uh, as well as 
half your humanity rating rounded down. So three. <laughs> I've got to get all these. All three of these need to be a success in order to do this. And it's too much of a risk to rouse the blood. But I suppose if I... I can't... Can I rouse my blood you for this? You can show? rouse the blood. So if I fail... You all need to make that decision before you attempt this action. So if I fail... No matter what, if I if I fail the rouse for the blood, then I would have failed this anyway, because there's... I've got such a... Fucking Amelie. Fucking Amelie. Fucking Amelie. I'm going to rouse the blood. Mm -hmm. Fucking Amelie. Fucking Amelie. It's a failure. It takes me to five points of hunger. Five points of hunger. Can I pull through? Am I? Can I just stay sane just for long enough? Please. You can attempt to pull that cardboard out, and mm -hmm. you are struck with sunlight. For the roll? There's no roll to, to pull it off. Oh, I thought You just do not immediately frenzy. When you pull it off. Okay. So, but I didn't, I didn't make the, the original roll, which was half my humanity. I was rousing the blood for that. Oh, you did not. Yeah. And I just, I, ro see. I rolled it two start onks. Two start onks. And then one onks. So five total successes. You do not frenzy. <laughs> As you pull it off uh, and you are stabbed uh, by a dagger of sunlight that were you alive, would feel pleasantly warm in this frigid RV, but instead it is agony. It is the greatest pain that you have ever felt is that of this sun. Even worse than withdrawal, even worse than beatings, even worse than bullets. The sun is hell. You take another point of aggravated damage. <laughs> I'm pulling the steering wheel and I'm gonna try to slam on it and run her over. All right, make a wits plus so drive roll. It's about drive. Four total successes. Four total successes? Mm -hmm. And that was just one onk with stars? Yeah, just one onk. On a pool of four dice, Linda, a member of your herd, who has been taking shelter in the trap house adjacent to your RV, rolled two onks, two onks of stars, for a total of six successes, as she manages to throw herself out of the way of your RV, uh, which slams uh, into... A car in the street. Oh shit! It's... And your unseat belted body is thrust against the dashboard, slamming into it. And that is going to be at this impact. Two points of superficial damage, half to one. And you know that that sunlight streaming through the window. You know that is going to be deadly for you very soon she's a walking masquerade breach and the light of the sun will not send you into torpor okay. it will send you to the final death fucking hell steven for all that fucking shit you move around my lab you can't fucking keep her asleep oh, shit shit
Shit! There's nothing I could do. I can't leave. I can't drive anywhere. I can't even call Stan. Fucking hell. Fucking all my fucking all my she's gonna get me killed. This is my fucking fault. Couldn't even lock the front door. Broken lock. Fucking Father Mendoza. There is a little scratch starting to form on one of the painted over blacked out windows. I'm running to the bedroom and I'm closing the door. I have not a single point in my health pool is not checked off. If I get any further than this point of superficial damage, I'm dropping in a torpor. Mm-hmm. And I've got five points of hunger. Which means if I don't eat something soon, I'm dropping into torpor. I'm, I'm running to my room mm-hmm. immediately. You run to your room, mm-hmm. throw some clothes in front of the cracks, <laughs> and just as you secure the door, the last vestiges of your humanity allowing you to move and act at a time when you should be in a corpse-like slumber leaves you and you collapse unmoving cold dead back into oblivion back into oblivion I'd like LJ to make Joey slips into torpor as the what little blood remains in his veins is expended in a futile attempt to rise. And he will remain in the dreamless slumber of torpor until he feeds. Though no one knows what has befallen him. No one knows the immense danger he is in. And that is where we will pause our chronicle for tonight. Vampire the Masquerade is property of Paradox Interactive. This podcast uses audio from Pixabay.com. LJ the Lasombra was played by Don McCormick. Amelie the Ventru was played by Dina Marie. Quinn the Malkavian was played by Alex Holtman. The storyteller of this chronicle was Adam Sabbath. Follow True Dice on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts for more stories to come. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at True Dice Podcast for fun updates, and check out our Ko-fi to support the show and access exclusive content. Thanks for listening!